With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Um, just after the press conference today took place here in Philadelphia, now joined by a very relaxed John <laughs> O'Carroll. <laughs> I have to say, I was watching, obviously, I was there at the press conference today, and you got up and I was like, yes, that was a good speech from John, I like that. And Tevin got up and it was like, that was good. It was very civil, very, you know, like a determined, focused, you know, head of fight night, etc., etc. And then, I don't know what clicks, but then for the next 10 minutes, it just turned into like a a bitter exchange and (laughs) a lot of talking over one another and, yeah. I don't know, I just think it was a, we were both pretty respectful at the start and then Eddie knew exactly what he was doing. Eddie was like, like storing the pot you know what I mean he knew exactly he'd done it from what was job and he'd done it well so fair play to him he asked a few little small questions and we once we start getting to speaking again I think we were both on the mind frame of we'll speak respectful if he says talk starts talking rubbish I'm going to start talking rubbish and uh, it didn't take much for one person to say something and the other one to retaliate you know what I mean it was like I don't even know how it started I just remember one time he said something about saying a prayer I was like what you what you say? <laughs> Looked at my guy, just like what you say, and he's like, you want to say your prayers? Is like, ah, oh, here we go, boom, it just erupted them after that. So uh, yeah, it was fun. We enjoyed it. Um, talking's nearly over. Um, I mean, this is just such a huge opportunity for you to on pretty much the biggest scene out here in America. Yeah. Um, and listen to Eddie Hearn talk about kind of that first Gary fight, which I can't still believe it was a four-rounder. It's mad, mad to even think, but that kind True. of progression from there, it was a while ago that, to <clears throat> what you've done in your career to kind of get yourself to this point. Um, and, yeah, it's your shot this Friday night in Philadelphia uh, against point. someone who's not been kind of given it easy 
uh, in Tevin Farmer. You know, he lost four out of his first 12 fights. Yeah. He's kind of had to do it the hard way, and he's kind of having his moment now. But that makes no difference to you. You're out to make sure you leave with that belt. Of course, 100%. You just hit the nail on the head. He's had a heart. He, he got here the tough way. But at the same time, um, I didn't have it too easy myself. I've, I've took every single opportunity that came my way, whether it was on two weeks' notice or three weeks' notice. I I always came in in shape. I was always ready. I stayed ready, just like a professional should. Um, and I'm at the dedicating like a lot of years to this sport. Like since that first technicality fight, like I really wasn't taking boxing serious. Even after prize fight, I wasn't taking boxing serious. And then I was kind of more or less. I was like, you know what? I can actually make a career out of this, and I can do something here. So instead of just going and still, I was continuing looking after the fight, after even the prize fight. I was looking for jobs and all. To like, I just I wasn't sure whether I wanted to box or not. And then once I decided, listen, boxing is what, where I want to be at, I just, it was all or nothing for me. Because my dad used to always say to me, if you're not going to be the best, then don't bother. You know what I mean? So if I wasn't going to put me 110% into this, in the back of my mind, it was like, why am I even wasting my time here? You know, so once I, I decided, yeah, listen, this is what I want to do, I dedicated everything to it. So I'm like, I'm doing everything in my power to be the best boxer I can possibly be. Um, inside and outside of the ring, not just as a fighter and training and all that. Like I, I'm trying to help kids and trying to text kids back and give them a bit of advice. Any, anyone that's asking me for anything, I'm always trying to give back, you know, because that's very important also. But uh, that's one thing that I think a champion should do. If you are to get into a certain point in your career, and kids or anyone for that matter is asking for advice, you should be giving that advice. You should be helping people out, you know. I think that's very important. And I just can't see Tevin being that type of person. So I just think I'm a much better person to hold that belt and represent that that name, world champion. I, t I take that with pride, you know, that way. It's like, it's not just I'm a world champion, but I will help a lot of people. If I get that opportunity, I have this opportunity now to become world champion, but I snatch that belt off him. There's going to be so many people I can help and give back. Um, everything that comes with being a world champion, like, it's a big responsibility, but I'm willing to take that on my shoulders and, and help and give back to the people, you know? I just don't see Tevin Farmer being that type of person. So that's why I'm like, I don't really like him as a person. Like, I know it's entertainment business, people want to see a little bit of beef up there, but I genuinely don't really like him as a person, you know? Um, so it's real, I, I genuinely, I get into a mindset where I want to smash his head in, you know what I mean? When I get into this, to this ring on Friday night, like, I'm going to smash his head in. And there's nothing that can stop me, you know, like Tevin Farmer, he's just a man with two arms and two legs. Yeah, he's a skillful boxer. We know he's done it the hard way. And that's what makes this so much more special to me. The fact that <clears throat> he's a tough opponent for me. It's like he's had to defend this belt a couple of times. But like I said in the press conference, it's a mountain that I'm willing to climb. I know I'm going to get hit in this, in this fight. He's going to get hit in this fight. I know both of us are probably going to get hurt at times in this fight. But I don't care, I'm, I'm willing to walk through for it to get what I want. I know you can take criticism. Of course. In your own kind of way. <laughs> um, I usually bite back pretty quick, but I do take absolutely. it on the chin. I know you can take it, so I, you know, I'll get this kind of negative negativity out of the way, if you like. So there's people out there that believe that you were fortunate in the Fremois fight of course. to get a draw. People are and, their opinions. Yeah, and there's people out there that don't believe that that performance kind of warranted the shot with Farmer. And that's not your fault because, you know, if 
you were kind of the the consensus was that you beat uh, from Iron, you would have got your shot off armor, but that didn't happen. But you were given the shot anyway. So how do you kind of respond to that? I don't really care about all that sort of stuff because, like I said in the press conference earlier, it was a wake up call for me that last fight. Mm. You know, I done a lot of things wrong. Like my weight was really, really bad. Like I cut like nearly five kilo, like in the space of a day and a half. You know what I mean? Stupid little things like that. Um, I wasn't doing things correct and I think I just got into a bit of an, I overlooked Framwell a little bit. And not overlooked him because I looked at him and I said, you know what, I can beat him. Um, but I knew I had to be on my game because of his experience, but at the same time, when I vi looked at him and watched video footage and that, I was like, I'm going to smash him up. Even in training, like I wasn't, I didn't pay for really good sparring partners. You know, it, it was lax of days. There was one or two times where I was meant to do an eight rounder and, and Albert pulled me out after six and said, no, get out. You're getting hit with too many shots. No, get out. But uh, I've had to have a few cuts from that and I was wearing this big stupid head guard and there was loads of little things like I could hardly see with this head guard. I was just getting pinged and getting hit really easy with the thing on. Um, and I was just thinking, oh, when I, when I have this head guard off, it'll be different. You know what I mean? But then there were so many things that I was doing wrong and I picked up bad mistakes, bad habits in the ring sparring that uh, it kind of rolled over into the fight and I was doing them bad mistakes in the fight but uh, I'm happy that that framework fight happened people can look at it as a negative or a positive I look at it as a positive because it's given me, given me a wake up call so we went back to the drawing boards and was like right what did we do wrong not just me but Albert and like certain things that he was telling me even in the corner I was like you can't tell me left some rights like because when you're telling me left and right and I'm in the ninth round and I'm bollocks like you know what I mean I was like I don't know what my left and right is I don't know what his left and right is I have to do that opposite like I was like when I'm exhausted I need to now slip his backhand and you know because that was as a kid my dad used to like train me as in like double jab backhand everything was like jab backhand so I never learned that left right left right slip this you know what I mean obviously I know my left and right but when you're exhausted it's different thinking what's his left right left and what's my left and you know all this if you're fighting a southpaw if it's this side or that side so there was loads of things. It wasn't just me had to go back to the drawing boards. Me and Albert went back and I said, listen, you need to tell me this, this, this. And even when it was happening in Spain, I was like, he was like, left wheel or whatever. I was like, jab hand, slip his jab hand, slip his backhand. You know, loads of times I said things like that. So both of us done that. But also we were doing a lot of running in the last camp this time. We done a lot of uh, strength and conditioning. But not like, we were doing a lot of heavy weight strength and conditioning last time. This time it was all like um, on the ball, like a medicine ball and explosive work. We changed up the whole game this time, you know? So um, I, I found it benefited me so much because the last camp, when I was getting into sparring, I was exhausted. My legs were tired from doing the runs the night before or whatever. This time I was fresh going into, into sparring every time. So uh, it's by far the best, like it was expensive, but it was by far the best camp that I've ever had. Cause I had to pay for really good American sparring partners to come over, pay for my lad to come over from England. Like it was, I, I made sure I went above and beyond this camp and I just put everything into it and I moved down my house. I made sure I dedicated everything to this fight, you know what I mean? It was like uh, the last time I was still at home with the baby in, in the house with, with Jemmy, you know what I mean? It was like, it's difficult when they're eating rubbish, you kind of, ah, give us a little bit of this, give us a little bit of that, you know? And Whereas when I was in this house on my own, I was eating, I only had good stuff in the fridge, you know? There was no distractions this time whatsoever. So I don't look at that framework as a... Uh, in negative whatsoever, I look at it as a positive. And I just think everything that happens in life happens for a reason and it happens at a certain time for a reason. And I just think that happened to me um, at the perfect time because after the, the second Garrity win, 
I felt like I was just going to be able to blast people out, I think, and believing in my own hype almost because I'd done such a good job with Declan. But it was because I was so hungry for that fight. I really, I'd done everything what I'd done in this camp. I was really hungry and I worked really hard, dedicated everything to the camp, and I performed great that night. But at the same time, um, like, this is going to be a different me because it's it's for a world title. I can't just use my physical strength and roll over people like I thought I probably could. At world level, you need to start using your brain. And this camp, I've inspiring. I was like thinking a lot more. You know, not getting frustrated when I was getting hit with a shot. Like, oh, I need to get that shot back, or and then falling into another stupid one. I'm a lot more calm and collected. Uh, because I know what I have to do in this fight. I know I can't lose my temper. I know I can't lose my head. And, uh, it needs to be a cool, calm, collected, um, vicious assault. When I'm in there, I need to rip them apart. And then when I'm on the outside, I need to be calm. I need to be relaxed. I need to be slipping and, and using my brains more so than just my brawn. Like, when I got tough in that last fight, I just started coming forward. And I was like, put my hands down. I was like, come on. You know, and I can't be doing that stuff anymore. I won't be doing that. I'll be a, you'll see a lot smarter me this fight. I promise that for sure. Do you think that Farmer's underestimating <clears throat> you going into this fight? See, he in the back of his head, I don't think he thinks he underestimates me, but I was saying to everyone, everyone was saying, don't overlook this French fella, he's very experienced. And I was saying, I'm not, I'm not overlooking him. But then when the fight came, I I wouldn't have said I overlooked him because I, I genuinely believed that I didn't overlook him. I did think he was dangerous, but I just thought it was going to be different when he was in there against me. That's what I was thinking. And I know that's what Farmer's thinking. He's gonna, I'm gonna smash him up when he's against me. It's gonna be different. But you believe he's got the mentality. He's got the mentality that, you that I had in the friend 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 That makes sense. You know, like to say that. yeah, I think in the back of his head he doesn't think he's underestimating me because I didn't think I was underestimating him. But after that, after that draw, that made me a lot more hungry. That I don't know. It was just like a beast thing. woke me up, you know, and it happened at the perfect time because now I'm fighting for the world title. So you can say about negativity, no one cares about your last performance. You only care about the performance that you just to have. So if I come and win this fight, no one cares about that draw. You know what I mean? That draw is out the window. You just care that I'm now a world champion. You know? Well, I mean, when you... I know you, like I said, I don't know how much of kind of boxing talk in the lead up to a fight you kind of take note of yourself. But when you hear kind of her talking about, you know, wanting to make Farmer and, and Javante Davis and... You know, almost talking sometimes. I've seen some quotes of Eddie Hearn, and, and Farmer's kind of, yes, he signed to Matchroom USA, so we can kind of see you're under Matchroom as well, but it seems to be that, I don't know, he's talking about Farmer's fight with whoever, Javante Davis, of kind of head of anything else. Is that, what is that playing in your mind at all? Or? No, at all. Listen, Eddie's a businessman. At the end of the day, it makes sense. If, if Farmer beats me, he goes on to fight Javante Davis or whatever, whatever, whatever's going to make Eddie the most money, Eddie's interested in. It's simple as that. Mm. You know what I mean? So, Eddie, for him, he needs to be doing this and he needs to be looking at, at the future. Same way of like, if I win this fight, Eddie's going to be looking at different routes, what routes I need to go down. You know, he's going to be looking at like me topping bills in Ireland and stuff like that now. So there's loads of ways. I'm sure Eddie has taught, has spoke with the team and was saying, wait, if he wins, we'll do this, and if he wins, he'll do that. Mm. And it's just like when, when someone asks him a question or it's put out there, he's going to answer the question. So I don't take any notice of that because he's a businessman. So he's, a businessman always tries to stay one step ahead of the game. So for me, like that's just, that is what it is. But I couldn't care less about any of that because Eddie's not in the ring with him. You know what I mean? It's going to be me and him in the ring. And <clears throat> I just think... If I get my game plan down to a T, 
there would be no dispute on who won this fight. I could easily stop him. I, I, I'm not saying I'm going to stop him because I'm preparing myself for 12 horrible fucking rounds. You know what I mean? Of torture and war. But at the same time, I can see him breaking as well at the, in my head. So, But if not, I can see me hurting him a lot of times in this fight. So I don't think it's going to be really down to a really close decision. Obviously, if it's a close decision, they're going to give it to him. He's in his fucking hometown and he's fighting for his belt. It's his belt, you know what I mean? They usually give it to the champion when it's close. So I'm not looking to make this a close fight. I'm looking at Horton Farmer. I want to see him wincing with shots. I want to watch him go down. I want to see the pain on his face. I want to see things like that. You know what I mean? I'm prepared for me to get hurt. The exact same as that. To get go down, get back up, get down, go back up and knock him, spark out. I'm prepared to go through anything what it takes to take this belt off him. So it doesn't matter if Eddie's looking for the future fights or whatnot. He has to do that. That's his job. But it's only going to be me and Farmer in that square circle. And that's all that matters to me. You spoke about, not just today, but in the past, about how influential MTK have been in of kind of, you know, kind of guiding you to where you are <clears throat> and, you know, kind of where you were a couple of years ago, even yeah. just all the way for kind of for your career. But since you kind of have been with them, how influential they've been? They probably saved my career. It was, it was really, there was times where I was ready to walk away from the sport. I'm not even ready to like walk away from the sport because I, lo I loved boxing, I loved competing, I loved being in the ring, but I was never getting fights. I was never getting looked after. I was never. I was getting told, "Oh, you're going to be on this fight," and then it'd come like the week before the fight, and then the fight would fall through for me. You know, things like that. And um, it's just heartbreaking when you're out there dedicating everything, going through like an eight-week camp or whatever, dieting and being on weight, and then the week before the fight, getting told, "Oh no, it's not happening for you." You know, and. Um, so that happened one time I was meant to fight. Well, I don't know if I was even meant to fight or not, but I was getting told I was fighting on the Padre Hoyland bill when he fought Gary Russell. So I was trying, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to make me American debut, it's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. And then literally a week before the fight, it fell through. So like things like that, it was just like, what's the point? Like, do I even want to do this? Like, I'm constantly getting let down. I'm constantly like the, the second thought, like last minute, oh, we need someone to fill in here, get him. You know what I mean? I just wasn't getting looked after at the time. When MTK came along, it was like they put me forced. It was it was a team effort. They told me, listen, we'll get you this fight on this date, but we'll guarantee it this fight and this fight, like in quick, one after another. And I was like, okay, great. So I was just hoping it was gonna be like that. And fingers crossed, it was. You know what I mean? I, I took a chance. I went with them, um, and every single thing that he told me from day one happened. You know that way. It was like. All of a sudden, I had massive confidence in them because there was no lying, there was no beating around the bush, there was no like, oh, you might be on this or you might be on that, but don't tell your family, don't make them book flights yet. You know that kind of way. It was like, listen, you're on this, you have a ten-week camp, or you have an eight-week camp. Before I joined my MTK, I never ever in my whole career had an eight-week camp or a ten-week camp. Only when I joined my MTK, I actually had that bit of notice. You know what I mean? Like, and then they got me the Johnny Quigley fight, which was perfect time in my career. I find, which I think this is the perfect time in my career now for a world title. So they've guided me in the right direction every single time. Um, and that's when people say like, would you fight this and would you fight that? I'm like, listen, I will fight anyone my team want me to fight. I don't second guess who my team want me to fight. Because that's their job. My job is to get in the ring and perform and be ready. If they give me 10 weeks notice or 8 weeks notice, I'll fight anyone, any place, any time. Um, they know what I'm capable of doing. And they know the hard work that I'm putting into it. So it's two-way traffic. Yet, 
they got me certain opportunities, but I was ready when them opportunities came. I made sure I worked unbelievably hard and I was ready and prepared to do what it took to, to take them opportunities then. Because like you can give, what's the old saying? You can you can bring water to a, what is it? Take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. It's exactly like that, you know what I mean? If you don't want this boxing game, forget about it. I wanted this game, but at the same time, I was sick of getting messed around and all that. And then the minute MDK came on, it just gave me a new fire in my belly, you know? It made me want to train because they were working on really hard on one side. It made me want to work hard on the other and make them proud of me, you know? So it's been the best, best move of my career by far. Mm. This fight on Friday really just will open up a completely new chapter in your life, new doors and just, yeah. Um, the big night for you on Friday. 100%. This is what my career has kind of almost came down to, you know what I mean? This is what, it's just the pinnacle of the sport. It's a world title, you know, you can't forget that. Like this is going up against a defending world champion. So I'm not overlooking Farmer, I cannot overlook Farmer. He's defending world champion. There's nothing I can say, oh, he does this bad or he does that bad. Because what he does good, he does really good. So I have to be on my game. I need to be like, I need to be firing from all cylinders. And I believe with the camp that I had, I will be for him from all cylinders and I'm prepared to take his belt. I'm ready to take his belt. I'm ready to be a superstar. I'm ready to be a world champion. And I believe taking his belt in his hometown, that's that's what will make me. How much of the beard have you got to trim? Don't know, you never said, but I don't care. Like I said before, it's just a beard, man. These fuckers are talking like it's going to make any difference. Mate, I'll shave me eyebrows, me head, everything. You know what I mean? I'll shave me legs if they want me to shave me legs. The world title fight, hair grows back. That means nothing to me. I shaved my beard this morning and I shaved it yesterday. I trimmed it. So look at the length of the thing. <laughs> could use a good trimming. So I'm more than happy to trim it up. I could care less. He's just jealous because he can't grow one. <laughs> um, all right, well, listen, I uh, appreciate your time. My pleasure, um, but any time. Got the weigh-in tomorrow. Yeah, looking forward. It's weird, this fight night's usually on a Saturday, so yeah. we're looking... Strange, even yeah, making weight. Stra- it always is strange when a fight night yeah. like this is on a Friday. Yeah, I have never actually fought on a Friday night. Like, um, It's different because you're usually used to certain days of the week, like, oh, I, I cut this or I do this yeah. on that day, you know? So everything was a bit strange this week, but um, I'm really comfortable on the weight. Like, last time I, I was extremely overweight. And, and I wasn't, like fat or anything like that it was just like i was coming into a heavy and i ended up being sluggish and then went to stupid nando's after that's how like i was just taking it easy i'm just like i'll get a nando's to be grand you know what i mean like ridiculous like filling up back nutrition is like one of the most important things in boxing i tell you i didn't have a nando's when i fought deco i was just overlooking that last fella this time i guarantee it my field is spot on this time i've done every single thing correct and I'll be refueling after this, and I'll come in big and strong, but with the right, the right engine, the right fuel in, in the in the engine. You know what I mean? Last time, I don't know what I was thinking, but it, it woke me up, and we're ready this time. Just finally, you believe <clears throat> you'll knock Farmer out? It's not that I believe I will knock Farmer out. I just think that's definitely a possibility. My game plan is not like big heavy shots to the head or to the body. I think my game plan is to be him down, hurt him, and and break them up, you know what I mean? I just, I think I'm gonna hurt them a lot of times, I'm gonna hurt them in the fight. I'm not saying like with one big huge shot, I'm gonna rock them to the head around. I just think slowly but surely, I've seen them being broke before. All I can guarantee, well not guarantee, because nothing's guaranteed in this life, but in my mind, I'm coming home with that belt. 
I'm, I'm focused on winning. I'm focused on taking that belt. But I definitely believe with my game plan, I can hurt him enough to stop him. Definitely, 100%. And if I stop him, I don't think it'd be to the head, it'd be to the body. Because Framer's been tested. Like, he's got good, easy pickings, I think, to get him to this level. The people that bet him, they've been beaten before. It's just like, when he gets really tested, I think he falls a little bit. Now, obviously, he hasn't lost in whatever it is, seven years or something like that. So maybe he's a different man now, but I've seen him quit before, and I'm willing to see him quit again on Friday night. I'm prepared to watch him quit. I want to watch him quit, you know what I mean? Um, but he's getting everything. I don't think he... I don't think he knows what type of fire I'm bringing to this fight and energy that I'm bringing to this fight. You know, I'm so headstrong. I do not believe that he has mentally what I have. Maybe physically and stuff like that, but we're only men. You know what I mean? Mentally, I just believe I'm head and shoulders above him. Um, I think I'm going to be so much more stronger mentally and I'll, I will go through a lot more than what he's willing to go through. Like you say, you don't jog in silk pyjamas. I'm hungry. You know what I mean? He has the money, he has the fat bank account, he has all these nice things. I want those things. I don't care about a fancy watch and all. I just want to secure my family's future forever. I want to never have to work another day in my life so I can enjoy time spent at home with my kids and, and my missus. You know what I mean? That's what I'm doing this for. But I just think if I win this, that puts me on that path. And it puts me on that path at a great age. I'm only 26. I have a lot of years left in boxing, you know? But if I win this world title now, I'm only starting to hit my peak. I don't even think I hit my peak until I'm probably 28. I'm still learning so much, you know? So I just think this is the perfect time for me to take this belt. John Carroll, wish you the best of luck on Friday night. Thanks, brother. Um, we will see you at the weigh-in. Indeed. Tomorrow and then Friday night here in Philadelphia. Yeah, mate. It's can't on. Wait. It's on. I can't wait. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. Top man. Uh, Appreciate we'll, it. We'll catch up with you again. Thanks for coming over, bro. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.